Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue from the Block M Podcast Network. Here with you on Wednesday night, July 26th, as we head to Thursday, July 27th. Last full week in July, August next week. Big Ten Media Day is going on right now. That means camps right around the corner can't wait we are getting so close to the college football season uh but of course uh being dominated by uh some some non i guess football talk that we're going to be getting into luke yardy tyler seeley glad to have you along here this week tyler what's going on how you doing here tonight not much it was kind of looking like there wasn't going to be much that we had to talk about and then a bombshell came down and uh between you know, the news that we're going to talk about and then NIL maybe being regulated going forward at some point here soon, uh, Colorado applying to the big 12. There's a lot of news all of a sudden in college. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, that is where we're at. And we'll jump right in here as yesterday, uh, the big news came down, uh, reports came out that Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA are quote unquote negotiating, a four-game suspension to begin 2023. Uh, this stems from a couple of minor recruiting violations, some level two infractions, uh, including some, uh, you know, improper or not allowed contact during COVID, uh, having analysts uh, giving on-field instruction, uh, just little minor things. But the biggest thing, uh, of course, is potentially the well, at least, you know, obviously there there's denial on one side, accusation on the other about lying uh, to the NCAA. But uh, I mean, this came down yesterday. Bit of a shock. We knew that this was happening. There was an investigation 
uh, into some of this. Uh, those of you probably know exactly where it came from. Uh, if you have followed, you know, staffing and uh, the the recruiting side of things at all, you probably know who kind of the the whistleblower on this whole thing was. But uh, pretty much, uh, Jim Harbaugh facing a four game suspension to begin twenty twenty three. Tyler. Yeah, and I'm going to say excuse my language, but what a fucking joke that is. I'm sorry. It's just an absolute joke. You see, um, you know, Tennessee had a bunch of violations under coach, um, who was it, Jeremy Pruitt, um, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, hundreds of violations. And they get basically, you know, the school gets fined, which the school makes millions of dollars, billions of dollars, maybe, Um, maybe not billions, but they make a lot of money. This is the point. And then you see Michigan in a situation where they really didn't do much and Jim Harbaugh really didn't do much, maybe bought a recruit, a hamburger, cheeseburger, whatever. I hope there was fries with it, but like it, it just, I hate to go down this road. Cause as a big 10 fan and as a Michigan fan, obviously like we're kind of biased, even though we're not trying to be, but you see this, with Jeremy Pruitt and you see other situations where, you know, according to NCAA rules, you're not supposed to use NIL as inducement to go to a school to, as, as a part of, of trying to entice someone to go to school. Yet you see all these sec schools doing it and you see Ohio state doing it. And some of these other schools doing the pay for play thing. And yet the NCAA can't do a goddamn thing about that, but then they're going to point the finger at Jim Harbaugh and say, you know what, Jim Harbaugh, no, you can't buy somebody a, um, you know, a a cheeseburger. You can't buy a recruit anything if you don't want to, which is to me, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I I hate obviously what it uh, originally stems from Uh, the, the four game suspension does seem to come from something else. And and this is what I hate even more uh, to be quite honest with you. So from my understanding, it's the fact that uh, the, the NCAA was, was made aware of some of these violations, the, uh, the, the cheeseburgers, as you mentioned, uh, some watching, uh, workouts over zoom, uh, was the other one. Third one was having analysts, uh, on the field and giving instruction, uh, which is not allowed. Again, these are all very minor infractions. Um, but the, the big thing is they went and asked Jim Harbaugh about it. Uh, I think they asked him, you know, probably who paid for the cheeseburgers. Um, I think he said he doesn't remember. The NCAA says you're lying. Jim Harbaugh says I'm not lying. And that's where the suspension is coming from. And, and it almost feels abuse of power-ish uh, for, from the NCAA to even be able to suspend him for this, right? Um, in in that sense, for, for this many games, kind of going against the precedent that you're talking about because they they're not consistent. To, to your point, they're they're an ex, they're extremely inconsistent. They're corrupt. We know that um, they're a sham. But ultimately, sure. um, what you know, what I hate is that so people have been bringing up the the Jim Tressel thing. Right. And it, sure. it annoys me to no end because they, they don't understand what the difference is in the Jim Tressel situation to this situation. And the biggest thing is. They had proof that Jim Tressel was lying. If you go back and you find out what that entire saga was about, was that the NCAA came around talking about these improper benefits that uh, Terrell Pryor and some of those other guys were playing 
with Jim Har- or Jim Tressel said he didn't know that that was going on, but they later found emails that proved that he did know what was going on back in 2010. So they had the proof. They were able to suspend him, and ultimately, uh, they they he ended up resigning uh, from Ohio State. Yeah, unless they have proof that Jim Harbaugh's lying because he's vehemently denying it. They want him to admit that he lied, and he's like, "No, I didn't fucking lie," you know. And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna you know suspend you." Like that's a that feels like such an abuse of power to me because if you come and you accuse someone of something. And or you accuse them of lying, which is what the NCAA is doing here. The burden of proof is on you making the accusatory statement. It is the burden of proof is not on Jim Harbaugh to prove that he's not lying. The burden of proof is you show that Jim Harbaugh is lying in this situation. And if that's the case, suspend him. If not, it's a it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a nothing burger, to be honest with you. No pun intended there, to be honest. But it just it, it makes a whole it makes no sense. You know, like the, like I said, there's no consistency, right? Like the Jim Trestle thing. Jim Trestle wasn't a great human being. You know, a lot of people, you know, at Ohio State will say that, you know, he was this and he was that. And he was the reason that, that Michigan, uh, Ohio State started competing, competing for national titles year in and year out. And they might be right about that. But that doesn't mean he was a great human being. Good coach. Yeah. But some of those violations do not compare to the violations that Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, is being accused of of, of com- committing. Um, and I'm sorry, the the, the burger thing, if, if that's part of this, which, you know, we can debate whether it is or not. Um, I just I, I don't think it's is it that big of a deal that he bought a recruit a burger? You don't think that happens? Uh, I saw a tweet with someone saying like that there was no what was it? It was basically someone saying, comparing Jim Harbaugh's situation to the situation at Tennessee where they were putting money in hamburger <laughs> bags, right? Or I guess in, in that case, it was Chick-fil-A bags and, and giving them to recruits. So what the fuck's the difference between buying a burger and giving money? There's a lot. There's a big difference there. You know, the burger is something that someone needs to eat where you know, and then obviously, you know, there's the recording things and there's the watching the Zoom thing. But those are all very minor violations. It shouldn't lead to four games. One game, if anything, four just seems abusive. Not to take what you said, but it does. I And, and that's kind of my point. I don't he's not getting suspended uh, from kind of reading the tea leaves here for the infractions. He's getting suspended because the NCAA believes that he lied. Uh, I don't like to compare it to the Tennessee thing uh, personally because Jeremy Pruitt uh, has a a show cause penalty. If he ever comes back, he has at least a full year suspension. Um, You you can't, you know, you you can't punish Heupel for for what Jeremy Pruitt did. So I don't I don't really think we're comparing apples to apples uh, with with the Tennessee situation. But uh, I was just comparing NCA. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Being enforced properly and you know there's no right there's no consistency i guess is my point no there there's not i mean it goes back to the you know for for a lot of it obviously this is i it, it almost feels like the ncaa is trying to make uh a statement with this you know what i'm saying uh to, to show to pretend that they're a little more powerful than they are um because you know for the, for the most part 
what it's been, and you kind of uh, alluded to a little bit, you know, I always think of the uh, Coach Tarkanian quote, right? Uh, the NCAA is so mad at Kentucky that they just gave Cleveland State two years probation, you know? Uh, it's they They don't really, we know what's going on in the SEC. We know what's going on around the country, uh, and it is what it is, right? It's part of the landscape. The NCAA is not consistent in enforcing these rules, uh, but they believe that, Jim Harbaugh lied, and I can't get over the fact that you can't just suspend a guy because you think that he's lying. Like, that is the most absurd thing in the world. If he's denying the lie, you either have to prove it or you have to live with it, man. That Like, that, like, that is what it is. Do you doubt that he did it? What's that? No, I, I believe that. I, I mean, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that he... I, well, I know for a fact that the the analyst thing, right? Um, I, I I'm blanking on the guy's name. I can see his, the the coach's name, the analyst's name uh, down there giving instruction. I, you know that that has certainly happened. I'm sure. I mean, maybe he did. You know, just they they all went to the brown jug and bought some hamburgers. Who knows? And I don't know. Harbaugh may not have paid. There may have been another staffer there that gave like a Michigan credit card or something like that, right? Like, and and that's kind of the thing. Did you pay for it? Did a did a staffer pay for it? Did another coach pay for it? Like, whatever. Jim Harbaugh's like, I don't know. You know, like I I don't remember who paid for it, and I and I've been there, right? I've gone to dinner with friends that I yeah. that you know people are, or you go to the bar, right? Someone buys a round of drinks, you don't know who got them or whatever. You know, yep. it, it just kind of it, it it just kind of happens. You know, maybe he does remember. Maybe he is lying, but that's not the point. It doesn't matter. You can't just suspend he, someone because you. Think it doesn't matter lying. if you. It doesn't matter if you or I or anyone believes he's telling the truth or believes he's lying, unless you can prove that he is lying to you, like they did with Jim Tressel via his emails. Then you got nothing. And that's and that's what I hate about this whole thing. I think that Jim Harbaugh is going to eat this suspension and he is going to use it. Obviously, number one, he hates the NCAA. You can you can just tell that. Right. And, and he is going to use this as pointing out that they're a major joke. Uh, the first four games, obviously, you look at it. Right. It's East Carolina. It's UNLV. It's Bowling Green and it's Rutgers. Uh, and they're, and they're all four at home. Um, whatever, you know, obviously he believes that this team is going to win those games with or without him on the sideline. Probably the big question is, you know, uh, Sharon Moore sounds like he's getting a game suspension as well. Who's going to be the head coach? Mike Hart probably, uh, is where I'm guessing that they would go with this. Yeah, but, uh, I guess, I guess that we'll see, but here, here's my question. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think here if maybe, uh, I, I wonder if there's precedence for this. I wonder if there's ever been a former Michigan quarterback that got suspended for the first four games of the season that went on to win the championship that year. I wonder if that's ever happened. I wonder if that's uh, that's my favorite NFL team's legend yeah. and, and favorite college football team, as we all talk about here. But yeah. I wonder. I wonder who that number 12 or, or depends yeah. on who you talk. I wonder to if it's ever happened. happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. I mean, I kind of made the comparison on Twitter and I'm like, you know, what? I had to look at the dates to see like when it was the suspension was given, I think in 2015 and in the 2015, 2016 season, Tom Brady went and won a Super Bowl. So, you know mm -hmm. what? 
use it as motivation if you're Jim Harbaugh. I mean, it's not a big deal. Those games are de facto. I mean, I don't ever want to say they're de facto wins because you, you still have to play the games and App State happened and we all know that. So you can't take anybody lightly. I don't think they will. I think the attention to detail in the program is well. The big, the big thing though, Tyler, is that from our understanding, he's only suspended for the game, not suspended for the practices. Yeah. If 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 you let him and the entire coaching staff prepare for East Carolina and and go through all of training camp in that first week, dude, and, and allow them to prepare, dude. We'll give you the damn headset. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. like you could you could put anyone out there to to be the head coach during the game, and you're probably going to win. And that's the good thing what you have when you have a good culture too, because right. like, things like this would affect a, a a miserable team or a miserable culture. This isn't that. This isn't uh, a bad situation. Obviously, you know, going back to back to back college football playoffs, back to back wins over Ohio State, back to back Big Ten championships. You get the point. Um, this is a situation where, you know, it's, I mean, it is what it is. He's just going to eat it. Cause I mean, I guess he could appeal it, but then if it, if it gets upheld, right. then, then you got to maybe miss a Penn state game and you don't want to do that. So I think you just take these, take this here, you take the L and you move on with it. Um, exactly. Like your point, I think urban Meyer, when he was suspended in 2017, got to coach, um, practice and everything like that yep. and the only time that he wasn't allowed was at on game day so um and, and who knows Davis. maybe this is and, and honestly you know maybe it's a it's a good opportunity because at the end of the day look the, the reality is the last two off seasons jim harbaugh has clearly been thinking it's been on his mind to to go back to the nfl right like it, it that's just that's the case. He interviewed with the Vikings two years ago. This past year sounds like he he was putting some feelers out there for the NFL. And I think it stems from his disdain for the NCAA at the end of the day. So say that that does happen here this offseason, right? This could be a good opportunity for someone like Mike Hart or Sharon Moore to show what they have because they could have a coach in waiting uh, here at Michigan. Give them the opportunity to, to get that feel, show what they have, similar to what you just mentioned when Ryan Day coached the first three games when Urban Meyer was suspended in uh, in 2017. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is going anywhere. I think if he was going to go somewhere, I think he would have already done it. And the other thing is, too, we talk about the NFL thing. I think the more that he continues to push off the NFL or the NFL, whichever you think is the case, because we don't really know what the case is, whether it's Jim Harbaugh, wanting control of an organization i think the more the farther he is removed from the nfl the the harder it is going to be for him to get a job in the nfl i do believe that yeah there are some factors at play uh jed york obviously uh being a big one uh there from from what i heard uh you know when he went to minnesota he had every intention of taking that job uh just the the (laughs) the interview that day uh, didn't really go as expected. I think he thought he had the job. Minnesota did not think that uh, he had had the job quite yet. So there, there's a, there's a little bit going on there. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, whether or not you know he does go or if he wants to keep going, the job's his. There's no question about it. But 
if there comes a point within the next year or two that he says, okay, to hell with this, you know, whatever. And, and maybe not even goes to the NFL, maybe just steps away from coaching. Who knows? You know, I mean, it, it could possibly happen. It's, it's a good opportunity for someone or even a guy like Sharon Moore that, that Jim Harbaugh thinks is going to be a head coach here coming in the next couple of years. Good opportunity for show what he's got and maybe get hired away by by another program uh, in the next couple of years. So there, there are some some things that, that you could turn into a positive here. I just I think that this this is going to force this team to play with some fire this year, man. I, I think there's there's extra motivation um, for an incredibly talented team that's already motivated to really want to stick it to the NCAA. I, I truly think that that's going to happen. I like, I think that happened with the Patriots uh, back during the, the deflate deflate gate year. You know, we saw that. And I really, really think that that's going to, because this culture, you mentioned the culture here on this team. They're like, they're and if you watch those like Michigan made YouTube episodes or anything like that, a lot of the talk from the players is how much of a family they are at the end of the day, man. Like that's someone messing with your family. That's someone messing with your dad pretty much. And that's yeah, going to piss true. you off. Right. It's true. You know, but I, I think, I think the Patriots uh, comparison is a good one because, you know, uh, Tom Brady was obviously suspended for what we all thought. I mean, if you're not a Patriots fan, then you were kind of like, Oh, well fuck Tom Brady kind of thing. But like, if you're a Patriots fan, it's like, Oh, screw that dude. He's getting suspended for, for maybe deflating some footballs. Are you kidding me? And, you know, he got four games for it. And now Jim Harbaugh's getting suspended for some very minor violations. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe they can use that as motivation. Um, I believe that the culture is very strong at Michigan right now. I do believe the other thing is that I do believe that that it doesn't matter who you put in there for those first three games maybe the fourth game you get a little bit more Rutgers, I, I'll, you know Rutgers. what i'll give Rutgers credit because under greg shiana the last couple of years obviously played him tough at the big ups excuse me they were actually leading at halftime remember uh last year 17 14 yeah they, they came out and scored 28 unanswered in the third kind of put that away but they 17 14 at half Rutgers was actually leading that game um so like that's a hard-nosed football team uh, I, I think Michigan should handle them w- without a whole lot of issue, but you just never know. You definitely want your full coaching staff in place for all the Big Ten games at the end of the day. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100% there. I, I think that, you know, you take the suspension, you move on with it, and, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure more uh, info is going to come to light. Tom Mars is on the case, per usual. I feel like he's he's the lawyer for everything against the NCAA. Uh- Oh, and by the way, he'll be talking tomorrow, Jim Harbaugh. You know, more than likely we'll be talking tomorrow at Big Ten Media Days. And I'm sure you'll get some soundbite out of him because or either that or he won't talk about it. I think it'll be. I think it's an on, it's an ongoing thing. I don't think he's going to comment on it, Um, but interested to hear what he says. Uh, nonetheless, we also got some other information here today. Uh, a couple of night games coming to Michigan schedule. Uh, Bowling Green going to be a night game. Purdue going to be a night game, but obviously the most notable one. 7.30 kickoff time at Michigan State in East Lansing here this year. Yeah, uh, I saw Valenti talking on uh, oh. the ticket. <sighs> don't come do do do, do Dude, us all a favor after and don't come after what Michigan happened game. last year like what propels you to say something like that i mean i wouldn't doubt something 
like could transpire, you know, if anything Michigan can transpire any any time, you know, like exactly. It's Michigan, ridiculous. Michigan State, it's a rivalry. This is what happens. Like, it's a night game. Yeah, people are going to be drunk. People are already drunk at the game. Nighttime yeah. doesn't matter. No, exactly. Why? I don't These two universities, well, and both universities had to sign off on this, by the way. So the, if Michigan wasn't okay with it, they could have probably nixed right. it. And the Michigan State probably would have still went, went ahead with it anyways. And more than likely, it was NBC who was getting this game that mm-hmm. was probably like, well, no, we. I think... Penn State, Ohio State is on that same day. Yeah, so they weren't getting big noon, you know. So they weren't getting big noon, and uh, they probably weren't getting CBS. There was probably there's probably a um a SEC game on there, or maybe there's a Big Ten game on there. But the biggest window for that game to be watched, uh, like last year, it's a night game, back to back night games. By the way, so I like it. I think the night games are fun at times. I don't think you know too many of them is a good thing like i don't know why bowling green is a night game that to me doesn't make any sense similar to hawaii last year right well i mean hawaii made a little more sense because of their their time zone you know and and travel but it still just felt weird but yeah bowling green makes no sense i'll tell you what we were talking about that rutgers game um shiano um 2021 that was the one game i've missed in 10 years as a michigan fan I, I was at a wedding and I was watching it on my phone. And then the same thing with that Hawaii game last year, there was that lightning delay. So yep. I was pretty folded by, by halftime. And then we get to halftime and I fell asleep. I didn't get to watch the rest of that game. So not that I missed much, but yeah, you're right. Similar to the Hawaii game last year. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, to me, it's weird. I think it's weird to have that be a night game. Like I hope that, the Texas game next year is a night game kind of thing. Okay. I, I personally, I just, I don't like night games. You don't uh, like night games. I I don't like night games. Uh, I think I used to, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what's happened. Like I went to the Michigan Notre Dame game in, in 2011 and that was awesome. It was the first one under the lights, you know, it was, it, it was great, but I don't know, just something I like noon or three 30 kickoffs. Like three 30 is, is, is a great kickoff time to me. Uh, you know, for a market for a marquee game, those night games. I I don't know. You you just kind of wait all day as a fan. I just I just hate it. You know, I it's, like it's it like in I the non-conference. I like it in the non. Yeah, yeah, and you know whatever. I I just like getting the games kind of done and over with. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I, so I, hear I, so you. I don't know. I I don't like waiting all day for the game. Obviously, makes for for a great tailgate scene. It's going to be a great day in East Lansing. You know, people are going to be out and about. I don't think if you show up in Michigan gear, you're going to get batteries chucked at your head. No, uh, you know, I mean, there'll be more Michigan fans and Michigan state fans <laughs> at this rate. I mean, seriously, Michigan state at that point could be already out of the race in the big 10 East. I mean, Michigan state, you talk about a team that that's looking for an identity, looking for, for something to cling on to a terrible season last year. They don't really look, I don't think much better. Peyton Thorne and Keon Coleman both transferred. So uh, Michigan State's not in a good way either. So, I mean, Michigan fans are going to flock to East Lansing and say, you know what, we own this bitch and we're going to win this game by, (laughs) you know, 100 if we can. Uh, I know, obviously, the MSU game is always, we all know, as, as as Michigan fans, you could have the best team that you've ever had and you go into East Lansing and or or even at the at the big house and you play that team and it just some there's something di- different about a rivalry game you just never know 
Yeah, exactly. You know, but but from a fan experience perspective, uh, I I think it'll be fine. It'll be fun, you know, for for a lot of people. I've I've never really, and, and I want to give Michigan State fans a little more credit. You know, uh, I mean, I I don't think that they're just savages uh, necessarily. No. Like I've I've been to I've been to a Michigan Michigan State game in East Lansing. Like, yeah, you're gonna get heckled. No question about that, but I don't think your life is in That's jeopardy. You know expected. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I have right. friends that went to the Michigan Ohio State game last year, and they said the Ohio State fans couldn't have been nicer. Really? I've, I've is, heard a lot of bad things about the horseshoe. I've never. I have that. heard a lot of bad things about the horseshoe as well, and uh, I was very surprised. Um, actually, a couple of the guys that I used to do the podcast with previously, um, they went down to the shoe, and they said it was. I mean, they had good seats, so I guess maybe that helped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they didn't, they didn't have any issues getting in and out, and they were chanting, and there was some "Let's Go Blue" chants in there, and so uh, maybe fan bases are getting a little bit softer, kind of with the times. I don't know, but uh, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. We got. Uh, I mean, the the scheduling. You know, like you said, with, with that being uh, Penn State. Ohio State at noon uh, for for that game. Uh, the Purdue game surprises me actually more so than, than the Michigan State game because obviously the Michigan State game was a night game last year. Might just be moving forward if they're going to play Ohio State Penn State on the same weekend uh, that each and every year uh, because that's going to be the big noon kickoff. You know, uh, I wonder. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan and Michigan State uh, just continue to be a night game. Uh, I think it forward. depends, though. I think it depends on on how the the program. I mean, next year, we, yeah, exactly. We don't know, right? It's going to be different with the with the two new teams coming in next year. The scheduling is going to be different, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but um, the Purdue game in November being a being a night game. That's because usually once November comes around, night games are kaput, especially whenever when it comes to Michigan. So that one that one probably surprised me more than the Michigan State one. Yeah, that one surprised me. I I, I didn't really get it wasting a yeah. night game on Purdue. Maybe maybe do it on like I don't even know Indiana. Maryland is on the road, so I don't I don't know. I do, I would have been totally fine if Michigan State and Bowling Green were the only night games. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't need I don't need Purdue to be a night game, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's no ESPN anymore, so it's not like they're they're doing it for ESPN and for the. It's ratings. an NBC game. It's an NBC thing. And, uh, I mean, I guess I'm fine with it, but again, I mean, night games are supposed to be special. They're not supposed to be these tomato can kind of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Washington in the maze out a couple of years ago, you know, that was, that was a great time, obviously Notre Dame and they've had Michigan state under the lights a couple of times, you know, those are, those are the ones that we want. I don't need Hawaii. I, I don't need to wait until eight 30 to watch Michigan play Hawaii and Bowling Green. Okay. I don't think that game kicked off until nine thirty. It didn't, right? It was just scheduled for eight thirty, but it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a disaster. That game. Oh my god! But um, uh, to credit to the people though, the, to the fans, they they still yeah. came out to that game, and yeah, uh, they did. So anyways, yeah, I don't know. There's not a whole lot more. I mean, I know we're getting closer and closer. I think we're what uh, thirty eight days away. From, no. Yeah, 38 days from from the start yeah. of the Michigan football season. So we're getting closer and closer. I mean, it's going to be super close. Like, like we said, very, very interested to see what Jim Harbaugh has to say tomorrow at media days. Uh, you know. I Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I don't know that he's going to go down the road of uh, talking about it. 
Um, but you'll definitely get some sound bites out of them. Maybe not about this specifically, but you know, about the season, we're going to beat Ohio state or die trying, or these are our goals and this is how we're going to do it. Um, you know, might be more interested to see what the players say. About yeah. This, Cause you know, they're going to get asked about it. Yeah. They're going to get asked about it, but I, I feel like Jim Harbaugh is going to prepare them for what to yeah. say and how to say it. Because I don't, I, I don't think they're going to go down the road. If they do, it would be hilarious. It would I mean, be funny. It would be funny if they trash the NCA, but they're obviously not going to do that. So don't tell them to um, pack sand. It, it, again, it's kind of a joke, but that's, that's <laughs> kind of where we're at. Yeah, man. Uh, absolutely. So we'll obviously, uh, next week be looking at that, maybe start to get into some deep dives uh, on the roster and, uh, what the team's going to be looking like with camp coming up. So, uh, yeah, next week will be really intriguing. Uh, once again, Tyler, before we go, where can we find you around social media, man? Yeah, you can follow me on, on Twitter at seal dog 91 or X is, I guess people want to call it. It's forever going to be Twitter, Twitter to me, just like Twitter. it's still the Staples Center to me, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcast. We got some great ones for you here on the Block M Podcast Network. Football season right around the corner. We are going to ramp you up, uh, you know, coming up, Tyler said, pretty much uh, less than 40 days away here. So uh, make sure uh, to to subscribe so you get all of our shows from the Block M Podcast Network and also uh, love your feedback as well. For my partner, Tyler Seeley, I'm Luke Yardy. We'll see you next week on Feeling Blue.